Welcome back to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. This afternoon, joined by Deacon Bill Carter. Today is the today's Thursday of the second week in Lent, and also the optional memorial of St. Francis of Rome. Today, Deacon Bill is going to reflect on the gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And, and lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham from, afar, from far off, and Lazarus at his side. He cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father of Ab Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. Deacon Bill. We have a, an example in, in this parable, which is not too different from what we face, what we see today in, in, in our society, which we see pretty often. I saw a video one time, it made me think of it, this video where this young lady was in an audience and she was heckling the speaker. And the speaker was a, was a, a Christian man. I think he was a preacher. I don't believe he was Catholic. And she was sort of heckling him about, she wanted to prove how unmerciful Christianity was. So she wanted to get him to say that because of, of her choices in life and her lifestyle, that, um, that Christianity would condemn her to hell. And that the God, the God of Christianity would condemn her to hell. So she asked the, the preacher, and, and he gave an answer. I, it, it stuck with me, and it, it's it's perfect answer. And he said, God sends nobody to heaven against their will. And she was kind of, you know, she didn't have an answer. She was kind of dumbstruck, and she just sort of sat down. And it's exactly right. God sends nobody to heaven against their will. So it's not that we're sending our, sen our uh, that, that, that we're being sent to hell um, by God because we didn't, cross all our T's and dot our I's. It's because we've asked for it repeatedly. Over and over again, we've told God, I don't want you. And the absence of God is what we call hell. So when we go through our entire lives saying, everything else matters more to me, God, than you, or um, my own um, comfort, my own uh, uh, luxuries I can surround myself with, they matter more than, than you do, then what we're saying is, I don't want you. You, you, you offer me nothing, God. Everything I have is, is, is I, I have already. But what we don't realize is those things are fleeting. Everything passes away. Everything. So we have this man who's uh, dressed in purple garments. And purple, this, that should always uh, uh, you know, tip us off. When we see purple, purple is obviously the color of Lent. 
um, but it also has the the connotation of being um, it's it's associated with the very wealthy, the very powerful. In fact, it was uh, for a time it was associated only with with um, uh, monarchy, and there was places in the world and times in the world when you could be punished uh, for for wearing purple without permission. Um, uh, so wear, so seeing someone wearing purple was just it was in, immediately a status symbol. You, you, you know, so. We have this man wearing that, and he 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 fine uh, he's fine linen, and he dined sumptuously every single day, and those are his comforts. Those are his gods. Those little things he surrounds himself with and comforts himself with. Meanwhile, Lazarus Lazarus does not even have anyone to tend to his sores. The dogs lick his sores. Think of that imagery, uh, and and he has nothing but God. All he has is God. He never loses faith in God. So. We're told not that having things is bad, not that having comforts is bad, but really taking inventory of what all those things are we have and giving thanks to the one who gave them to us and knowing that, that we, we have to keep God ab- above, above all else. And um, otherwise, what happens? Well, Jesus gives us, in this parable, gives us this, this, uh, uh, this image you know, of, of, uh, of when he goes to the afterlife. You know, of, of the torment of the burning flames. I'll just let him to dip his finger in to cool me off because these flames are, 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 are burning me. Well, no, you got what you wanted. You, that, this is exactly what you asked for. Now, we can go through life saying, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I believe in God. Oh, I love Jesus. But if we just say it and we're not living it, we're not showing it, we're not, we're not making the sacrifices. Again, the Lenten message here is, are we making the sacrifices of those comforts to show God, you're the only thing I want to be left with? Take everything away from me if, if, if you must, but I don't, don't take away God from me because God is what I need. And then this, this uh, very interesting part here at the end. Okay, if you can't save me, can you at least go to my father's house? Because I have five brothers there. And at least warn them about what's happened to me so it doesn't happen to them. And he says, well, they've got Abraham and the prophets. Yeah, but if it comes from you, they'll really believe it. Why don't you believe the prophets? What are, do, do we have prophets to warn us? Yes, we have the Bible. The Bible's filled with the prophets, the prophecies of all the prophets, of the law of Moses. We have it all. That's why God sent them, so that we would be warned. Do we need another example? Do we need another, an, another sign? That is the sign. That was what we're told to. Jesus then comes to save us from our sins, but we've been given the sign. So that's really the message is God does not send anybody to hell. We send ourselves there by telling God again and again and again through our words and our actions throughout our life, I don't want you, God. So that's Jesus is telling us exactly what awaits us if we don't make God first.